Welcome to Between Sets. On this episode, we talk coaching and what it's like to run a club in the current climate with 2014 Commonwealth Games representative Kylie Lindback. We hope you enjoy it. G'day all and welcome to another episode of Between Sets with Daz and Simon. It's an absolute pleasure to introduce our first guest here. She's represented Australia at the 2014 Commonwealth Games in Glasgow and remains one of the top athletes in the country. All the way from ACT, Kyla Limbeck, welcome to our podcast. Hey, thanks, Simon. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. How are you, more importantly? Very well, thank you. That's outstanding. Des, do you want to say hi? It's it's nice to say hi to our guests. No. Yeah, hi, Kyla. Fair enough. Oh. <laughs> I'm conserving energy. Uh, you can be a real ass sometimes. <laughs> Bye, Des. Oh, that's not <laughs> No excuse, mate. No excuse. No excuse. Rubbish. Yeah. Well, the last time I saw you, Kylie, we were standing outside of Olympic Park, maybe a little bit down about things. How have things been since that uh, day in December? Uh, yeah, that wasn't wasn't the finest day, that's for sure. So I was definitely <laughs> pretty down um, for a little while. Um, I yeah, pretty yeah, pretty heartbroken as you can imagine, and like you guys were in the same boat. So yeah. uh, took a little bit of a hit and a bit of a. Um, step back from training and lifting um, and to be honest it, it's really just been quite sporadic since then um, but I'm back enjoying training a little bit now so it's it's been all right but yeah not not how we planned but that's the way it goes. I saw you uh, doing some snatches off the block the other day they were quite impressive. <laughs> Do you know what I have I actually don't know where they came from because <laughs> it's probably about the third time since I snatched. <laughs> <laughs> and very impressive very impressive. Kylie, can, I was pretty happy with that. Kylie, can you can you give us your lead up into trials, like from January one last year? Like what what were some obstacles? What were some approaches you took? Uh, so last year, um, like funny you mentioned January one, it probably turned about January one. Um, <laughs> just got on a bit, <laughs> just got a bit unlucky with um, some health things. Um, all good, but it just took a couple of months to get over. Um, and then it was just a bit of up and down as as it is any time. Um, but like tried to tried to do as much as I can, keeping healthy and as injury maybe not as injury free as possible, but trying to managing um, the injuries as much as I could. Uh, and then, but the last couple of months leading into trials were were excellent. Like I had a really good probably two to three months um, lead up that was brilliant. Um, it just might have not been long enough in the end, but um, yeah, going into trials, I was, I was pretty confident just with how training had been going those last couple of months. But the rest of the year will uh, wasn't wasn't amazing. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. And um, how's the body feeling now? Are we are we good to go? You you prepping for anything, or still just taking it real easy and just seeing what pops up? Uh, just seeing how we go. Like at the moment, um, one of my uh, one of the girls I coach and my training buddy Pip um, Pip Winton is competing at the Com Games for Cook Islands. So I'm just kind of being her training buddy and or when I can, um, and just kind of helping her with anything she needs. Like she's been there every step of the way for me. So it's the like I'm keen to do as much as I can for her. So just kind of enjoying training with her, getting her as ready as possible. Um, She's only got like 24 days, I think, now. Um, and then after that, we'll see what happens, like um, possibly Oceanas, possibly Nationals, just have a bit of fun, I think. Yeah. 
And on that, so you're still coaching at your own club at the moment? I am, not as much as what I used to be. Um, I've just taken a step back from coaching. I've got a full-time job now, so um, I'm doing as much as I can, but it, it is far less than what I was doing previously, yeah. What's the transition like between being an athlete in your club and then now coaching at your club? What's that like? Uh, like it's 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 okay. Like it, they they definitely had its challenges um, while I was doing both. Um, like most of it was really like it was all really positive. Um, it was probably just the extra pressure I put on myself. Like everyone. Um, was so supportive, constantly asking how everything was going and they could constantly see how everything was going, um, whether it be good or bad. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm super lucky. Like I have a really, really supportive network, whether it be at home or in the gym. Like our club is, is fantastic. Um, transitioning from more athlete to coach, um, it's probably it's, – it's been good. Like, like I said, everyone's super supportive, so I haven't – I haven't really thought too much about it or had any issues or, uh, yeah, no, it's been, it's been okay. Like it's just different for me. Like, um, I've always been an athlete, always training for something. So I'm a bit lost at the moment, to be yeah. honest. Sorry, I want to jump in there. Sorry, so, oh, sorry. Whatever you like. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, it's like, so how, well, how would you explain your coaching style then? So if you've always been a coach and you've always managed it well, how do you coach? Because I know a lot of athletes really struggle um, switching switches from athlete to coach. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's kind of what I've done since the start. Um, like I started CrossFit pretty much the same time I opened up a CrossFit affiliate um, and it was – it's a bit embarrassing to say, but I think we're, a lot of us were in the same boat. It was like the blind leading the blind. Um, <laughs> it was good fun, but um, uh, so I guess it's like I don't know any different in in that in that side of things. Like I went from CrossFit into weightlifting and coached the entire time. Um, I yeah, I struggle a little bit just almost finding the time, just running your own affiliate um, and getting your own training in, trying to trying to get your training in that is uninterrupted, um, that you can focus on everything you need to focus on um, yeah, in, in your own time. Um, yeah. Giving away nothing. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I don't know. Um, so I just like I've been lucky enough to, to be around both you guys, like excellent coaches and obviously the other Australian coaches and a couple of international coaches and, and I guess taking little bits and pieces off from everyone. Um, I, I don't know if I have a coaching style. Like I have no idea. I, I think I'm pretty cruisy and hopefully pick up on um, like the, the important things and that they need to work on. But, um, yeah, just being in the situation that I have been in, um, in learning from all the different coaches and athletes. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I can hopefully pass on that to the best that I can um, to help our guys along as well. Yeah. And so – the coaching seems like it's going okay, but I want to, what I want to talk about is your time as an athlete because you've achieved some amazing things in your time in the sport. Transitioning from CrossFit into weightlifting, you represent Australia at the Commonwealth Games in 2014. What were what were the major changes you took to get yourself into that position, and how was that as an experience for you? Uh, so I guess CrossFit's a little bit different now. It's, it's there's heaps more people doing it. It's way more competitive. Um, so I, 
just like I said, did CrossFit on my own, like in, in the garage affiliate, which we created. Um, and I happened to be working at the ACT Academy Sport as a SNC coach. Uh, so this was back in 2012. So I had CrossFit um, for a couple of years and then um, they wanted to grow weightlifting in Canberra. Um, and one of the coaches at ACTAS asked me if I could enter a competition. I was like, sure, that's fine. And then um, didn't do too badly. <laughs> um, I think I qualified for nationals, which was also the uh, 2012 Olympic qualifiers, which is a different story, but um, qualified for nationals. And that particular coach um, gave me an ultimatum pretty much and said, look, I'll coach you if you quit weightlifting. Uh, sorry, quit CrossFit. Um, which broke my heart a little bit at the start, but I was like, yeah, sure, let's give it a go. And then he put the idea of um, going to the Commonwealth Games in my head, like I actually laughed in his face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, well, I've got nothing to lose, um, so let's do it. So that was probably six weeks out from um, the 2012 regionals. So I I qualified for regionals. Um, Because I still had my own affiliate, we literally had our entire gym booked down to go to regionals. So I kind of felt obliged to still go, um, which I did, and I'm glad I did. I, I did pretty good. But from that point, so six weeks out, my training changed dramatically um, where I kind of had a much bigger focus on weightlifting. Um, and so I was only doing like two Metcons a week and, and four, four weightlifting sessions. And then straight after that, then I just went full-time weightlifting. Um, and that. Yeah, I think later that year was the first time I ended up on an Australian team. So I got pretty pretty lucky getting um, coming through the door pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, so it sounds like it all happened pretty quickly. Was that was that something you were prepared for or was it, you know, you're learning as you go? Oh, just kind of learning as I go. Um, the coach that I had first, uh, he had never had a weightlifter before. He was a strength and conditioning coach. Um, so we were kind of just – playing up by year and um, and doing, yeah, just taking it as it came, like anything anything that came um, we took advantage of and we, we were lucky enough to have uh, Lynn Jones down here who kind of overseen my program and uh, saw the odd session. Um, but, yeah, there was no real, no real plan other than uh, do the best we could, try to make the Commonwealth Games trials in 2014. Um, and then obviously make the team. So what was what was the Com Games like? Like, tell us, because uh, I'm never going to be good enough to get there <laughs> without ticket tax help. Uh, <laughs> it's, do you know what? It was an unbelievable experience, and I was very, very lucky um, and super proud that I got to experience it. Um, going into it and leading up to it, it was obviously pretty quick. Like, my weightlifting career uh, was all of two years um, so I didn't have an awful lot of experience going in, um, but I was super excited and like I said, super proud and privileged to be there and be involved in, in such a, a fantastic event alongside the other, uh, the rest of the Australian team. Um, I had no expectations of what, what I was capable of. Um, I was going in there with a couple of, a uh, couple of injuries, which were playing a bit of havoc on, especially the snatches. Um, but. Yeah, it was an unbelievable experience. And and before I went in, actually, I was like, oh, I'll just do, I'll just do one. Like this is this is good enough for me because I'm not I'm not a spring chicken. Um, and then, but as soon as I I went, had an absolute ball. It was such a great experience. Um, met so many amazing people, amazing coaches, amazing athletes. 
then as soon as I finished, I was like, no, I've got to try to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. And and what was the what was the next step after that? So you, you come back from the games, you enjoyed it. Do you that right there and then commit to the next cycle and trying to make uh, the games this year? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I went from it was a pretty hectic schedule as it as it always is, um, just with qualifying events and and competitions. Um, so after the com games, we had worlds, I think, pretty quick after, uh, and then nationals like all within those three were all within like maybe two months um so uh like I said I was going into com games with a couple of little injuries and then straight after nationals I had um, hip surgery and then five weeks later had shoulder surgery so I had to get a couple of things um what's it like as a weightlifter uh, going into a competition knowing that you've got a few niggles like how how do you control Uh, that also, it's it's easier said that like it's yeah, easier said than done, but like you try not to think about it. And and to be honest, like I knew with my hip, um, I I know I had an issue for about two years, um, so I was just managing that as best as I could. Um, so that just meant like my squatting volume and everyone knows my clean and jerk is not great. Um, and like I I just couldn't squat and do full movements as often as what I should have been doing um, to to increase that strength. And to really put in the work for that, um, and plus my movement patterns got all out of whack, just being in a little bit of pain. So, um, a couple of things with that. But my shoulder, I actually didn't know what was wrong with it. Um, it got diagnosed as a stuck rib, which was probably a good thing because I went into Com Games thinking I've just got a little stuck rib. It was pretty sore, um, but it really wasn't. Like I had done a like I tore my rotator cuff and a slap tear. So I, I didn't actually know um, the extent of it. So it was probably a good thing, like I said. So I just went in as and did the best I could just because what else are you going to do with a stuck rib? Like just yeah. have a crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, were, there were quite a few people that went in probably with a few niggles in, in 2014. What was, the, what was the general vibe? of the, the games that year? Uh, were, do you think people were satisfied with results? Were they hungry for next time, disappointed? What, what was the general vibe of that games team? Uh, I think there was a bit of mixed emotions, to be honest. Um, like it, the, the experience in itself was fantastic. Um, I think people's results, uh, there was a few that were over the moon and really happy and proud of what they'd done. Um, and then there was a few that, wanted more um and they've got their various various thoughts and maybe not reasons is the right word but um uh i can't think of the right word but um various opinions of how how they perceived how the games went um but yeah i can't i can only answer for myself and um i personally had a really good experience like i really enjoyed um the team environment like our our small team um of weightlifting Athletes were fantastic and our coaching staff were fantastic. Um, yeah, so my experience, like I said, I can just speak for myself, was was unbelievable. That's why I wanted to do it all over again and um, encourage anyone to to kind of aim to aim for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, what, again, we'll, we'll touch a little bit on the, the coaching staff. How was that? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head the complete coaching staff. Um, I believe Yurik Sarkisian was in there, Anthony Dove, Miles Waddell. Um, am I missing anyone from that? Uh, yes. Uh, Rob Mitchell. Rob Mitchell. 
Um, yeah, oh, it was George, George Shamoon in there oh, as George well. George Shamoon. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was mainly looking after Malik, but yeah. Yeah, and I guess I guess uh, sort of a subject that's been brought up recently is they've just announced the uh, lift of the coaches for the Commonwealth Games team this year. Um, once again, congratulations to everyone uh, that's been selected. I think it's a great coaching staff. But again, there seems to be the exclusion of a female coach. Um, I'd just like to hear your thoughts on it. Obviously, you were coached by all male staff at the uh, at the twenty fourteen games. Uh, how was that? And do you, do you think it's it's an issue, or you know, is there something we can address here? Is something that needs to be addressed? Just love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, to be honest, like I I didn't have a problem at all about um, not having a female coach. Um, there are definitely some fantastic female coaches in Australia. And Absolutely. At the, at the end of the day, um, my personal opinion is whoever can do the job the best with the athletes they've got, because at the end of the day, that's that's what matters. The athletes need to do the best they can. And if you can get them into a position and have the right support staff around that is going to get that result, then that's what the important thing is, male, female, it, it doesn't matter. Um yeah, that's that's my general thoughts, and and like I said, I've never, um, especially for that uh, Com Games in in Glasgow, I I didn't once feel um, that there should have been a female coach around. Um, like I thought the support staff were were fantastic for me and what I needed. Um, I'm used to I'm used to well at the time I was used to pretty much training on my own, um, and then just have Lynn there so. So for me, having people around was almost the opposite. I was, it was almost freaking me out. <laughs> no, that's, that's, a, that's a great answer. Um, that, that, that's my opinion as well. Once again, I believe there are amazing female coaches in this country. But, yeah, I, yeah if, if everyone's comfortable, I, I, you know, I think that's the best possible sort of scenario. And I guess we won't know how that everything's going to pan out until after the games, but... Uh, I'm sure these people that have been selected are in there for the right reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, it, and it depends on the athletes, and that's that's what it comes down to at the end. Um, if if they if they have a really good relationship and and the coaches build that good rapport with with each individual athlete, it, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. In my opinion, like, um, yeah, like I would have loved to. Like I really, I really like the coaches, and I think they're going to do a fantastic job. There's a couple that um, missed out, which was unfortunate. Which I would have also liked to have seen got the role, um, but that's the selectors had their job, and they obviously had their reasons for for choosing who they did with the with the team that we've got. Um, yeah, so hopefully it all comes together, and they can get the best result out of the athletes. Yeah, I agree, guys. It's like it shouldn't be down to, to gender; it should be based on results, and, and who gets picked gets gets the best results. Um, a question, because it's on the topic of gender, and it's something that, that I get asked a lot as well, is that when you're looking, even though you've taken a step back from coaching at the moment, with your weightlifting club, do you have any strategies or anything in place to attract females more so than males or vice versa? Like, how, how do you introduce females into the sport? Uh, so if you've got any tips to get males into the sport, we <laughs> yeah. would be happy, happy to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're out at Strive Weightlifting Club, um, in Canberra and, uh, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe because we have a couple of female coaches. Um, I think we only have two male coaches, uh, and it's, it's like 
when a guy comes, it's like uh, rarity. <laughs> so we, we need we need guys. And, and like I said, I don't know what it is. Like we've got such a mix of um, ages. Uh, so just trying to think. Maybe I think 17 is our youngest at the moment um, and 63 is our oldest and would only have a handful of guys within that. We've got more females for sure. And I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. The only thing I can put it down to is that um, I – yeah, I'm kind of the head coach here and I'm a female. I, I don't know what else. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. So, so how but, do you, yeah, I don't know. How, do, how, do you, how does your club um, then organize its training programs, programs and stuff? You've got such a wide age gap from your oldest to your youngest. Like, do you differ with programs? Is everyone on the same program? Do you have like one squad program? Like, how do you work it? Uh, so at the moment, we actually have all individual programs. Um, when I ran my affiliate, we were mostly on the same program with a little bit of differences here and there. Um, whether it's the best way to go, I'm not sure. Um, but at the moment, it's working really well um, with our team, um, with their different schedules, their different um, focuses and their different comps coming up. Um, but Yes, yeah, so at the moment we've got a couple of coaches in here programming individually for each each lifter. Okay, and, and is there a process to attract more coaches? Are you looking at getting more people involved at a coaching level or is it purely trying to attract male athletes? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like as, as weightlifting ACT, um, the board is actually trying to discuss on uh, ways ways to make all those things happen. So just develop the sport itself. So to grow grow numbers, grow from grassroots level, um, and then obviously grow and develop the coaches. So we're just looking at things now. Like we're very small and still pretty new um, uh, compared to some of the other the other associations and boards that have been going for a few years. So, yeah, we're looking at things now of how, how we can do that. So um, taking a lift out of Victoria's and um, Queensland's book, and I'm pretty sure New South Wales does it too, um, just doing the, the odd um, training session altogether, like a, a state training group, like have, um, have a standard um, using the AWS scale, have a standard to essentially qualify you into that, that squad. Um, and then... That's going to help our lifters create a great environment um, and then get as many coaches as we can involved and try to develop the coaches as best we can as well. Um, running the AWF Level 1 courses um, as often as as needed, like as um, as kind of the, the interest arises, um, that's been going pretty well. And we found, like, I don't know if you guys are the same, but a lot of CrossFit coaches are getting across um, the weightlifting certification as well and trying to broaden their skill set, um, which has been really beneficial and, and got a few more coaches and a couple of even clubs on board in ACT. So how, how many lifters and clubs do you have in the ACT at the moment? Uh, so I reckon we've got about 60 lifters. Um, don't quote me on those numbers. And clubs... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're tiny. Um, clubs, maybe five. Um, it's a little bit awkward because we've got a couple of towns like really, really close to ACT, uh, which are actually in New South Wales, but it's like, one is like five minutes away um, from my particular club. Oh, okay. um, so they yeah, so they're currently ACT members, and we're hoping that stays the same just because it's logistically a little bit um, more convenient. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like like we said, we're trying to just trying to um, kind of get people's people's opinions of how, um, and it's a lot from the CrossFit gyms because they've got the they've got the broad members um, already uh, of how to get more people involved in weightlifting, how to get more clubs, and how to get more coaches. Um, I think everyone's in the same boat of of that's what the goal is. It's just how best to achieve that with the resources we have, essentially. So you're based in a uh, Strive Weightlifting is based in a CrossFit gym now. Have you had many members sign up to the weightlifting club as well? Uh, we have, like, um, so with my affiliate, um, we I sold that maybe two years ago now, and all of our weightlifters came over. Yeah. Um, so we've got all of those guys, and then um, it's probably a good split actually. People coming just for weightlifting. Um, well just for weightlifting, whether it be for a chosen sport or to assist in their other sport. Um, we had, for example, a javelin thrower, a couple of javelin throwers, um, a fencer, uh, a broom ball. Um, so we'll, we'll keep trying to convert those into weightlifters. But um, the CrossFitters mostly will do both rather yeah. than just come over and, and just do weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah, and we're trying to get um, – the same, I think, across the board, trying to get the younger generation involved as well. So we, um, at the CrossFit gym that I'm at and that our club's at, they do a regular kids program, um, which is fantastic. Like they start at age four, like just doing general motor pattern kind of stuff and um, and then go up to teenage teenagers and then, um, yeah, hopefully get them involved in either weightlifting or CrossFit. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully they stick with it. Okay. Um, in, in Victoria, we've recently hired a growth officer uh, to really get uh, out to the clubs and, and find out what they need from their state association. What has been ACT's role in club development? Are they very hands-on with their clubs and, or is it the clubs driving this initiative and the ACT jumping on board? Uh, the ACT is trying to get the clubs involved as much as possible. Um, like yeah, every we're we're so small, and um, the I don't know about you guys, but the board all it's like their secondary thing. Like they've all got full time jobs, they're all training, um, and so that we're trying to get the clubs involved and uh, as much as possible, and try to get them to drive um, like recruiting new members for for their club. Um, so we've done things like doing initiatives like uh, for the coaching courses. So. Um, for I'll keep going with the, the CrossFit gyms and we've got a couple of strength and conditioning gyms if if they're interested in doing the weightlifting courses and potentially getting a club up and running um, then weightlifting ACT will subsidize their their coaching course it's awesome. um, which is a big incentive yeah yeah and so that's um, they've only just started that this year um, and we've got we've got an extra it doesn't sound like much but i think we've got an extra club or two but a handful of new lifters um which is good like it's yeah we're making That's... a start on on what to do but open to suggestions if you've got any ideas <laughs> we've got a few but you have to pay for them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> standard <laughs> standard yeah <laughs> and what what is the situation uh while we're talking payment, what's the go? Are you still in a volunteer system with some of the, the gyms or is it is it fully into a business structure at the moment with coaching and club affiliates? Yeah, so um, 
the weightlifting ACT uh, board members are all volunteers. Like we don't have any yep. paid paid position. Um, uh, in terms of the clubs, most of them are attached to uh, CrossFit affiliates. So it's all paid or contracted or employed through them. Um, so coaching as a most part is paid, which is good. Um, I think there still needs to be, like if we're serious about developing the sport in ACT and then obviously around Australia, um, we need to take that next step in, in potentially employing someone like on a, on a part-time basis or whatever, whatever capacity we can to try to, you know, either get into schools or do come and try days or get, get the sport out there. Um, but whether we've got the, the resources to do so is, is another story. Is that is that a role that you'd be interested in taking on once you eventually hang the boots up or even in your current position now? Um, I'd definitely love to. And I said I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to do as much as I can. Um, and I, I have done, like I've gone out to, to clubs to do like essentially a workshop um, for both uh, mostly CrossFitters, but uh, athletes and coaches, um, which has been really good, but it hasn't, we haven't yet converted all those into weightlifting members, which is the, the goal. Um, I think I think getting into schools is is going to be a big key if we can. Um, but yeah, as much as I can, I'll definitely help out for sure. What, yeah. what do you think is the is the number one stumbling block when you work and you do workshops with people from switching over from just doing it as like to improve their technique or whatever, as to actually turning up on a competition platform? Uh, I don't know. Um, it's, do you know what? I don't know if this is um, anything in it, but the first thing that pops into my head, it's not as exciting as CrossFit um, yeah. <laughs> in terms of like the variety yeah. and everything of CrossFit. And that's the one thing I, I struggled with at the start um, because I just went from doing everything and anything I could any way I wanted to doing a weightlifting program, which was five days a week. And I started with just, it was just the platform or the barbell or it didn't matter. Um, I've grown from that and, and enjoy doing some other stuff as Daz knows with the accessory work. Thank you. Um, (laughs) but, um, but I think that that's probably a big thing, especially if they are coming from CrossFit. Um, I mean, weightlifting is getting a good rap through CrossFit and getting more and more appreciated, um, because people understand what goes into it, the training that's involved, the techniques involved, um, and now how actually hard it is, yeah. um, and how much work is required. I don't, and, and that's the other thing. I don't know if people are scared of the work that's required to be good at a weight, at weightlifting. Um, hard, hard to know. Um, well, how, think, did, think how did you, one. how did you, do you remember the day when you actually like fell in love with it, so to speak? Like, do you, do you remember like what convinced you that, you know, what, cause I know what the outside perception is. It's like, holy shit, you want me to train five days a week, two things. Like that's the, that's the perception. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, how did well, you jump that shark? I don't know. Like I've I've trained my whole life, um, like five days a week, six days a week. So the training side of things was nothing different. It was it was almost the opposite that it was less training, but yeah. I was more smashed from it. I was so much more tired from it. Um, so I had a gymnastics background, uh, which was it's it's full on. It's like twenty four hours a week. Um, and, and school and whatever in between that. But then um, so I was kind of used to that and then going from that into only five days a week for maybe 
two and a half hours. I was like, well, what else am I going to do? But yeah, it, it's, it's very, very different. <laughs> very, very different. Um, I learned pretty quickly that that's that. That's why, because it's it's hard. Um, I don't know what I fell in love with. Like, um, I like, I just like lifting heavy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, another, yeah. another like thing that always comes up with discussions with me when people contact me about making a switch or still staying in their number one sport and then competing on the side is that they don't understand the difference between, say, snatching in your CrossFit gym whenever you want, whatever time you want, and to then turning up to weightlifting competition and then having to wait your turn or play the board or be around quietness, like no music in the background, like... Can you sort of explain that experience that you had transitioning to that environment? <laughs> yeah, so to, to be honest, I hated it. Um, I hated <laughs> resting in between sets. I hated sitting down. Like I was – and my first competition, like I said, was – or the, my second. Um, so the uh, – sorry, the Olympic trials, which um, dubbed as nationals in 2012. Um, so obviously everyone was pretty tense. I didn't have a coach – um, in the warm-up room. I had no idea what I was doing. I joined um, the New South Wales girl because that's I just thought that was what you do. Like I'll just ask if I can jump in here. Um, the officials had to come over and tell me when I was going to lift. Um, I had no idea. I, I cleaned it and then the buzzer went off, so I dropped it and then walked out because I had no idea what a timer was. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, it, was it was bad. Like we had people um, – You'll probably guess who, but like um, throwing up in a bag and essentially barking and screaming and everyone's so <laughs> tense. And I'm like, this is the worst ever. Like, I hate this. Um, so I was like, what am I doing? I, I want to go home. And then, um, yeah, so my first experience was not good. Uh, but then um, once once I got, actually got to meet people and and um, had a coach around to, to guide me and show me what to do and, like, tell me when to lift and, and what the rules are. Like, <laughs> it definitely got a bit better. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's it's very different to a CrossFit comp and waiting around. Um, it, it's not – like, I, I, I didn't enjoy it, to be honest. And the, the, the thing that I, I – I love training. I honestly didn't love competing. But I loved the feeling I got after I competed. Like if I did well, I just I lived for that. Like and I, I, I thrived on that. But I was always so nervous and, um, yeah, I didn't enjoy competing. But it was uh, aiming for that feeling after was what I was striving for. Well, bring like talking about feeling and that that sense of accomplishment, I guess, and and achievement. Can you explain to me? Because I'm never going to know the difference between P being in your gym and P being in a competition or, or is there a difference? Does it feel the same? Uh, I don't know. Like if that PB on the competition means you get somewhere else or you get a place that you've been working for, it's, um, that's probably bigger than anything else. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I had, haven't really thought of it actually. Because one of the common things I get, because I I, um, I coach some CrossFit Games hopefuls and some CrossFit Games athletes, and every now and then I'll say to them, you know, like you're you're in good shape. What? How about we put you in a weightlifting competition just for shits and giggles? And usually they'll always say no. Some say yes, but the timing doesn't work right um, because of other competitions and training schedules. But a lot of them say, oh no, nah, it looks boring. 
And I'm like, yeah, but training when you want and hitting that weight when you want is completely different. Like, how, how do we sell mm. that to CrossFitters to say, yeah, you're, you know, your 100 kilo snatch in the gym's fine, but it doesn't really count if you can't 100 kilo snatch in the, on the platform. How, how do we communicate that to get people interested in doing it? Um, absolutely. Like, it's no no use doing it in, well, it is useful doing it in training, obviously, but it doesn't count for anything yeah. um, other than Instagram. Um, hey, well, that's not real. Yeah. Hang on. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I, just, I just started it didn't happen on Instagram. It didn't happen. obviously going to not bother. Yeah. We'll have to put a pin in. Hey, I do it. I know it all the time, but um, uh, but I think it's I think it's a good uh, skill set for them, like to to go through that. It's a different environment. Um, it's a challenging environment. Um, you've you've got no idea when you're going to lift. Like obviously, there's quite a few tactics involved in weightlifting meet, um, and so I think it's a it's an extra skill set that a CrossFitter should have because it does get thrown into. Um, CrossFit competitions, if that's what they're going for, if they're a CrossFit athlete, I think it's I think it's a great idea just to challenge that skill set. You're going to be out on that competition floor on your own, or possibly, and you want to you want to have a bit of exposure to that. Um, and if you've only got three lifts to to get the most weight you can, like what what else? That's perfect. That's exactly yeah. my response, Kylie. That's awesome. You're a genius, obviously. But uh, I, I say the same thing. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, Pip's first uh, CrossFit Games, and there was her heels were shredded from the 21k row. And then that afternoon, there was a clean ladder, and then she, the, everyone had to compete in 30 second increments. And she was not used to that. We trained a little bit for it, but she wasn't used to lifting when someone told her to. And I, and I, for the same reasons you just yeah. said, going into a weightlifting competition and being told when to lift, not when you want to lift, is a very valuable thing, physically and mentally, obviously. For a, for a potential CrossFit Games athlete or, or regionals athlete when they put in the overhead squat. Remember that year? You competed that year. Was it the Snatch Ladder at regionals? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I got and lucky I, with that one. Yeah, and I remember you bossing it. Yeah, and I'm like, well, here's someone who's been in a weightlifting competition and she knows about timing and how to, like, front up and get it done. Yeah. I remember it. My, my memory Wait, is how not funny completely is that? useless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm... I'm- I'm happy to relive that moment anytime. It was good. But how yeah, funny that it, the highest snatch of that day was 77.5 kilos in 2012. Yeah. Now you've, got, <laughs> now you've got people doing the same thing like with plus 100. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so would, you, would you say that you've got benefit from both sports doing both sports? Like are you a better CrossFitter now? Because you've done weightlifting, or you're better weightlifter because you did CrossFit. Well, what's what's the go? What's your feel on all that? Um, well, I wouldn't be a weightlifter if it wasn't for CrossFit. I had no Absolutely. idea about the sport. Um, like I, I came from gymnastics and then rugby union, and kind of got into CrossFit um, to to help my rugby. So rug, rugby, not um, AFL. Rugby. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No. I don't know. No. Don't as, do that. As, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I have to thank CrossFit for that. Um, like I love, like CrossFit's perfect for a gymnast and weightlifter. So like, and I love throwing around weights once I got, once I, um, got exposed to it, I just loved it. Um, and then the flip side, so like I I do some accessory work to help my, to help my body and to help my, um, weightlifting, but I've just jumped into the, the open workouts and 
it's, it's a little bit depressing because I know where I once was <laughs> and that, that's really, really depressing. But um, I haven't done a conditioning workout since December last year and, um, and, and like not doing considering, not doing too bad through the, the open. <laughs> She's 18 points free. So I can still do. Terrible. <laughs> oh, and I, oh, that that was bad. I did it at four thirty in the morning, and that was just bad. I did it on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, because it was the last time I, or the only time I could do it, and it was horrendous. Like I don't know how my my triceps and my legs can be sore, and my hamstrings can be sore from not much work. Like it was horrendous. <laughs> but it, they've been they've been really good, and like to be honest, I've I've surprised myself. Like I I haven't practiced muscle ups. Um, I think I did like three muscle-ups in December and I, I can't tell you the last time I've done them, but um, I was still able to bust out 12, not remotely fast or pretty, but could still Strong. still do it. Like, a, uh, like I've surprised myself with the um, skill aspect, but the cardio <clears throat> aspect as well. Like like I said, nothing nothing to write home about or close to what I used to be able to do, but um, it's, it's definitely better than what I thought. So the crossover is, is there more than I thought too. Yeah, cool. Well, I guess I'll, I'll ask you a question that we've sort of asked everyone yeah, that's been on here. Man, Daz have discussed it a bit. What do you want to see happen in the future for weightlifting in Australia? Like, uh, me and Daz have our opinions. Athletes have their opinions. What do you feel? Like, you, you've you've been to, you know, arguably the pinnacle in the sport where we can really, really do some damage at the Commonwealth Games. What do you want to see happen as a top athlete in Australia? Um, I think we need more competition, um, as as in like within the weight classes. Like depth. So yeah. depth, depth. We need more depth um, to push to push each other. Um, like there's a couple of categories that are really really close, and it's and it's fantastic because it's really pushing um, the lifters. So in the 63s, for example, you had you had Cena and Kiana go head to head like for a year or two, and and oh, wasn't that great. Oh, it was so great! It was so great, um, and that's what we need across the board. And that's gonna that's gonna push and make make us better. Um, but to mm. get that, we need we need to just build a bigger base, grow the sport, grow the um, get athletes involved, get young ones involved, get coaches involved, develop the coaches um, to then to then make that top bit happen. And to do that, that's the fun part. And that's what everyone's <laughs> trying to figure out at the moment. <laughs> Well, to to uh, the not so fun part, and I don't, I honestly don't mean to harp about it, but um, all athletes and coaches only learn when you fail because then you have to reassess your systems and change them. And I mean this as a polite question, but missing missing out on com game selection, like you're an elite proven athlete, you've got a record that's outstanding. So we know that you had injury hassles and all that sort of stuff. So we know that was a factor. Missing out, like how does somebody um, take disappointment and then turn it into a positive? So for all the all the all the weightlifters out there, because not everyone can win, there can only be one winner. So I mean, like, so to to build depth, we have to have people that have healthy egos and understand that they can't win every competition. So how do you take disappointment and turn it into a positive for your next competition? Uh, so, like, I guess, like, it's all great when things are going well and you're you're winning and training's on fire and your body's good, but that doesn't happen all the time, as you said. And um, you learn more than you learn more from failing and um, about yourself and about what 
like your plan going into it or your training regime going into it. Um, so I think it's just it's reflecting on that. Um, so looking back and seeing like you run in, like things, things happen and you have to deal with that and maybe it was – Maybe it was your body's not 100%. Maybe it's your mind's not 100%. I think more often than not, it's your mind that's not 100%. Um, and it's just reflecting back on that, seeing what you thought worked, why you thought it worked, what you didn't think worked, why you didn't think it worked, and then what you can change. Like there's going to be things that are thrown at you that you can't change. So whether you – like how do I deal with that better? Um yeah, I think there's a there's a lot big pieces to the puzzle, and you just have to reflect and and make changes where you see fit. So, so with that, do you, do you, how big is your support network? Like, do you do you have um, certain people you go to and, and ask them for their feedback? How how do you manage that? Um, I do. I'm very lucky. Um, I'm I've got a scholarship out at ACT Academy of Sports, so I think I'm one of the very few um, states that have uh, an a program which will help individual weightlifters awesome. um, I'm currently the only weightlifter here yeah so I'm extremely lucky in that sense and and they have been super supportive and um, so I get to train out there in their their top-notch facility um, which is good and I have access to the, the recovery pools and all that kind of thing um, dietitians uh, sports psychs uh, medical professionals um, so that that that's out of our pocket but that's like we still have access to top-notch um, physios and and massage therapists um so i have a really good support network around me that i was able to debrief with um and to come up with different strategies like i said to, to see what worked what didn't work um and on, on the flip side like when in the early days like i don't know if it's just because i'm getting older um but i used to not think as much and i don't know if that's that's been a big thing that's changed like i'm a uh, I'm thinking about every little thing along the way. I, I don't know if that's that's a good thing for me. Um, it's it's different to what I was doing before, um, and it, it definitely it works for heaps of people. Um, so you know, going into make making sure you've got set routines, making sure, um, and, I, and I see the benefits in these things. But um, thinking about certain things every 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 set, every lift analyzing things all the time like analyzing um how my day went like am i am i stressed do i need to recover better do i need to um do mindfulness things like i was i was getting into all that because I, I think i was just getting a bit overwhelmed and carried away with just weightlifting um whereas before i just kind of i trained i love training I, I trained hard um but like i just kind of took everything as it came yeah but going back to your original question, um, I have a weird, weird, weird time, um, which has been good because you can you can talk to you can talk to different people and get different opinions. Um, being a little bit more experienced now, you, you hear a lot of crap, um, and you can kind of sieve through that, um, and you, you also hear some some really good things that you take on board that you think is going to be beneficial, and so you'll try that. Cool. I guess one last question for you. I think it's you know, it's been on my mind a little bit. Uh, I'm sure Daz has his thoughts, but what's next for Kylie Limbeck? When when are we going to see you next ripping out another massive snatch and clean and jerk and uh, representing Australia again? With what's the uh, what's the plan? Follow my Insta. You'll see my snatches. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, Insta model. <laughs> yeah. No, hardly. Uh, 
Do you know what? I'm I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. The plan is to enjoy enjoy training again. Um, like I said, last year was a bit of a roller coaster, as it is for everyone. Um, and I just have to I just have to enjoy training again. Um, like I'm my my focus now is is being a good training buddy for for Pip um, before she lifts at Com Games. Um, I'm enjoying a bit of CrossFit. Um, my one opens workout a week. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Look, if I, if I get that spark back, um, I will go for, uh, Oceanas and Nationals, um, and go for there. But, but at the moment, um, I just need to enjoy, enjoy training, uh, as much as I can. Well, so that's, that's what we want to hear, but, you know, I hope to see you very, very soon. You know, I'd love to see you back on the platform as soon as possible. But in the meantime, thank you so much for being with us today. I uh, appreciate your insight into weightlifting, coaching, and it's just been an absolute pleasure, as always, to speak with you. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Kylie. You're a champion. No. Take care. All right. See ya. <laughs>